You're listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Chris and Jana are parents of three, life and business partners who share their personal development techniques so you can grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 43. Yes. And look, if we have half, half collected thoughts this morning, tell them why. You know, we decided that we're going to get up early. If you've listened to the past couple episodes, we're like, oh, we're recording late at night. We're tired. We have no energy. Chris knows that I got all the energy when I drink my first cup of coffee. I'm right. ready to talk. So I hope you got a while here. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So there you go. There, There's our excuse if we have any brain farts. But guys, today we want to get vulnerable with you because because. I'm going to put it this way. So this so this coronavirus, everything that we've been going through, it's almost been like you you could see this big wave coming. You're like standing on the beach, you see this massive wave coming. You're like that's okay. I got this. We can be strong, you know. Stand here, hold hands. We got this, you know. And then the wave comes and it gets closer and it's big and you're like, "Oh, I think we got this." And then it just wipes you out. And I feel like we had the best of intentions to kill it and communicate and all these things. And our communication has been weaker than it's been in a long time. Uh, and yeah. So we assume, you know, even if you're not, so we're obviously at the time of this recording, we're in quarantine, all the coronavirus stuff is going on, but maybe you're listening to this later. Don't turn it off because this still can be relevant at any time because we talk a lot about being intentional and communicating in our relationship. And I always feel good about our level of communication, but yeah, lately, probably the past week or so, we've been getting really snippy with each other. Um, I felt a little bit of a disconnect and just couldn't quite put my finger on why are we miscommunicating so much? So when planning for this episode, I pulled out a document that we created. We did our own, I call it a DIY marriage retreat last year. And in preparing for that, I literally, we literally made this gigantic document of questions, conversation starters, very, very deep, vulnerable personal questions uh, to help ourselves kind of uncover because it's easy to say, yeah, communicate. Yeah, make sure you know what's going on with your spouse. But sometimes you can't put your finger on what that means or what question to ask or whatever. So here we are to spark some deep growth conversation in your marriage. Yeah. And I think, I think the important thing is like Jonna said, we are in quarantine right now, but this episode is evergreen, I believe, because if you're coming back from, you know, maybe a vacation or any type of a break from work or your normal life or routine, we learn things about each other. We learn things about what was working and what wasn't. And at this point in time, being in quarantine, everyone is not working for the most part, unless you have an essential job in the hospital and stuff. And I'm sure you've realized, oh man, this worked, this didn't, I don't want to go back to this. And so if we don't want to go back to the chaos of, you know, not eating dinner, not eating dinner together and not communicating and not seeing the kids and spending time together uh, and being on our phones and all of these things that we did not like, it's not just magically going to fix itself. And so we have to unveil the curtain and ask some difficult questions. Yeah. So just like our earliest episode here on the podcast, you have to start with knowing where you're at, a little bit of self-awareness for your relationship. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. And that's not always easy. And so just like if you haven't listened, go back and listen to the 
episode on uncomfortable conversations to help you prepare for this because you don't want to be sitting at the dinner table trying to have this conversation surrounded by your kids or in front of other people. This needs to be an intimate, intentional, hey, let's sit down and just talk and uncover some things about each other to kind of take us deeper. So with that being said, let's roll into them. Okay. So first off, we start a little bit, uh, a little bit more chill, a little bit more, Hey, let me, let me rise you up a little bit, elevate you. Like in a sales conversation, like you want to butter the person up first before you Hit him with the with the price. Before you hit him with the price, exactly. You're not just gonna be like, here's the price and not, you know, get him feeling good. So, Jonna, what do I do that you appreciate? But butter me up, babe. Well, I would love to. You do a lot that I appreciate, actually. Even when you get on my last freaking nerve, you're a good man. So that's nice. One thing that I told Chris when we had this conversation yesterday was something you do that I really appreciate, and it hasn't always been like this, is you recognize my need for help, whether that is when I'm literally losing my mind with the kids, you come and relieve me, hey, go take a walk. Do you need to go to your mom's for a minute? Do you just need to go upstairs and like pray or breathe? What do you need? You're really good about that. And then my need for help around the house when we first got married, it was easy for Chris to just assume my role was in the house because he worked the job and very like old school that that's how it works. Um, and then each kid that's come, you've really seen that. Nope. We live here together. We're a team and you have to take some responsibility with the house too, which like I said, this hasn't always been this way. So if your husband isn't like that, I'm, I hear something like, Ooh, good for you. <laughs> Little it has golf not club. always been this way, but I appreciate that because it makes me feel appreciated also. Sweet man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Do you want me to keep appreciating you? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you can take this list however far you want. Obviously, the more you butter them up, the better the rest of the conversation is going to go. I'll just shout you out on the other thing is because you are not like a lot of men in society or the way society per, uh not perceives what's portrays. the word portrays yes i'm like unless i've just been fooling you this whole time i would literally like probably never get married again because i've never trusted anybody like you so you protect our marriage you protect your mind and our marriage by not having that boys will be boys or men will be men mentality of like you know what i mean like sharing inappropriate pictures with friends even if it was like just swimsuits or whatever it doesn't have to be like pornography but like I know that you're not out there like, hey, man, look at her boobs or like yeah. looking at porn or, or those kinds of things. And again, hasn't always has not always been, been like that. that way. Right. But I know that I have nothing to worry about. And I am <laughs> greatly appreciative of that. Well, yeah, but like you said, and I'll and I will say it again, it hasn't always been like that. But ultimately, I know that. Doing it this way feels better. It feels better. I have I have more of a peace about life, uh, about our relationship, all those things. So, man, I appreciate those things. You appreciate that. I appreciate. I that you appreciate, appreciate. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so guys, quick pause. You know, I would encourage you to write these things down. Okay, you're probably not driving yet. <laughs> right. So, I really would encourage you to write these things down and be intentional about asking this question. What do I do that you appreciate? Okay. So, Jonna, 
Now you ask me. Chris, what do I do that you appreciate? Well, babe, I think the most, I think one of the, uh, one of the things that you do is you really take your, your stay at home mom job seriously to the point where, uh, it, it impacts you just like it, just like my business impacts me. You know, things are going well. I feel great. If things aren't going well, I feel like crap. You know, I, I take on that responsibility myself and you do that with the house. You do that with the kids, with everything, you know, that is, is your responsibility. You, you take it very seriously instead of in what I thought stay at home mom was before you became one. And what I always saw was, I thought it was just like, okay, cool. I'm not working. Um, it's just kind of like randomness, all that stuff. But I think you've just always done a good job of, of uh, just, just taking initiative when it comes to stay at home mom. And I've always, I've always really appreciated how seriously you take that job. Well, thanks. Cause it's freaking hard. And freaking hard. Obviously, society portrays stay-at-home moms. I'm just all about society today. Yes, but portrays stay-at-home moms as staying home. Obviously, <laughs> staying home. Up oh, there's home. our brain fart for oh, the morning, guys. Apologize. Staying home, watching <laughs> soap operas, eating snacks, just letting the right. kids, you know, stay in your PJs all day. Whatever that Dr. looks Phil like. Dr. Phil and Ellen. Right. Yeah, I ain't got time <laughs> to watch Dr. Phil anymore. Another thing you do that I really appreciate is you are a fantastic listener. Am I? You are. Okay. You are a good listener. And uh, it's actually funny. I'm going to go back to uh, you know past relationships. Oh, I have good. never had. Uh, I, I don't know. Like You're the furthest thing from self-absorbed and only thinking about yourself. And I find myself uh, falling into the other category sometimes and portraying that to you of you know, sometimes you say when you're talking, you feel like I'm just waiting for you to stop talking to talk again. And, but, and I don't mean to do that because sometimes that is the truth, <laughs> but <laughs> when I've had my coffee, yes. But for you, like, I've never felt like that with you. I've, I've always felt like you're trying to listen to me now. If kids are around and stuff, no, we all, we all suck at that. But one-on-one, like you, you value deep conversation. You value kind of diving in and being vulnerable. And I think we both push each other to be vulnerable. But the cool thing is, I know you are very, a very, uh, very attentive listener. And I always feel heard when we have a conversation. Mm, that's the goal. <laughs> that's Except the goal. That also <laughs> means I don't forget anything. I know, that's true. It is, it is a double-edged like, sword. I said what in 2011 at Kroger in Circleville? It's true, dude. I don't yes. forget it. I have. I, I think podcasting has helped me learn how to kind of structure our conversations a little better. Yeah, you get better. Mm, but the only thing with you is I can't hit the stop button and redo. True. <laughs> Although, helpful tip, we used to do that. Sometimes we still do it. When we say something stupid or we catch ourselves saying something we maybe didn't want to say, we like go like, like reverse right like let's let's reverse that and i'm gonna start over because self-awareness we catch ourselves yes we do not all the time but it's funny it's funny because it breaks up an uncomfortable moment if you said something stupid and you catch yourself you're like hey, let me rewind because i know i shouldn't have said that yeah kind of how uh what's that show how i met your mother mm-hmm. oh yeah don't they do pause how lily and uh, what's his name marshall lily and marshall do a pause when yep. when they're fighting yeah 
I feel like that's where we got it. We're like, hey, we should try that because we did do that once and it was hilarious. But uh, yeah, but, it yeah. breaks up an uncomfortable moment. That's for sure. And that's a good segue into the next question, it is. which is be ready for this. Put your pride aside. Chris, what do I do that bothers you? What do you do that bothers me? Uh, I'll go with a deep one right off the okay, bat. Let's go deep. So this is something that, and this is something that you'll initially have a knee jerk reaction to like, eh, you know, but wait, is this something we didn't talk about yesterday? No, no, no. We did. We did talk about oh. it, but I could tell your face was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> as, as you kind of wrote it out, right, call but, me out. <laughs> but one thing that you do that bothers me, uh, that I feel like we need to work on as a couple is the double standard in parenting. Ooh, you want to go there. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel get like your popcorn ready guys. <laughs> get your popcorn. <laughs> but yeah. So I feel like there is a very obvious double standard. Sometimes you catch yourself in and you spend more time with the girls and I get that. But at times it's like you could be, you know, they could be destroying everything and there could be frustrating moments and you could be flying off the handle and I never interfere unless you want me to or unless I feel like you don't have it handled and I need to step in. But it's kind of the opposite whenever I'm, whenever I'm disciplining the girls or doing whatever, uh, it's almost like I feel like you're breathing down my neck to like watch what I'm doing and like, no, don't, don't pick them up like that. Don't, don't do this. Don't, don't do that. You know? And I mean, I'm the furthest thing from like a super physical father where I'm going to like hurt them or yank them up and stuff like that. But I just feel like there's a double standard sometimes. Yeah. I mean, my first knee jerk, jerk reaction is to defend it, but I will just say, cause I'm, I'm sure other moms are like, eh, I'm kind of the same way too. I think it's like just the mama bear instinct to want to make sure, even though, yeah, I know you're not going to hurt them, but like, it's a protective, like, kind of like, were you ever in high school and you're like, oh, my mom is so annoying or like something about somebody in your family. And then your friend is like, oh gosh, I know she's so annoying. Like, whoa, <laughs> Only I can, I can that. say that, but you can't. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's like, I mess up and, you know, yell at the girls or something and, and I, and then you do it and I'm like, whoa. It's yes. just like, yes. And you're, you're right though. Like I don't want to breathe down your neck and make you feel like you can't parent or anything. I think it yes. just comes to, like you said, I'm with them more. So I feel like I'm the parent sometimes, not anymore that you're around, but like right. when you had the gym, sometimes I felt like a single parent cause you were working so much. So I think that's probably where it comes from, but it's good to be reminded that I don't have to do that. Yes. Now I will say there's a good compromise here. So, so there are things you do right in that instance. If let's say I'm really stressed or something's going on or, or I'm just not handling stress well that day and you can tell I'm taking it out on the girls. Uh, I think you've done a good job in the past of like maybe making little comments that are, you know, after the fact of like, Hey, I feel like we could have handled that better. Uh, but the problem is when you're stressed and I'm stressed and let's say I take out stress on the girl or something and you go, Oh no. Oh no. Like in front of them, I'm like, I haven't done that a long up. time. Right. But, but yeah, that definitely, but, but that does happen periodically. And so I feel, remember, remember back to our episode seven 
I don't remember what episode. I think it's episode seven, Uncomfortable Conversations, and eight is the tool, I believe. So I so we can't argue with feelings, right? So this is just how it makes me feel. And I feel like that's a great way to kind of diffuse this question to your spouse is you can't argue with feelings. Yeah. And a follow-up question can be like, okay, when I do this, when I bother you, when I do these things, like, do you think I'm doing it intentionally or is it just something that needed to be brought to my attention so I can work better? And obviously we've already said, I think we already said, you you know, I'm not intentionally trying to undermine you right. when that happens. Yeah, you're right. That's another great way to kind of, to kind of diffuse this is, yeah, just ask that question. Like, I mean, am I doing that on purpose in your mind or is it kind of like an accidental, maybe I'm being, you know, I guess chaos would be too strong of a word, but, but just like a subconscious thing, right. just something that we haven't learned yet, because obviously right. this is our first time being married and this is our first time having this many children and navigating these waters. So yeah, I think it's just something that we all <laughs> parenting, especially you bring so much from what you learned growing up. And a lot of times you're not marrying somebody who's grew up in the exact same way that you did. No, not at all. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why these conversation starters are so important because it's just expectations and stuff that you need to like to discuss and, and uncover, like I said. So that helps me those that knowing your intentions helps me to know that when you throw your laundry on the floor, when there's a hamper there, here we go. You're not just doing it to be a jerk. That's like, Oh, screw you, John. I don't care about your housework. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that bothers me. Huh? No, <laughs> we're terrible. Both terrible right now with our laundry, but um, I don't really have what I'm supposed to ask you now. Yeah. What do I do that bothers you? I mean, the list is long. I'm just kidding. Um, something that just really bothers me, and I think there's different reasons why, is when I feel unheard, which is interesting since you said I'm a good listener, is when I feel unheard by you. Because obviously, I'm home all day with the kids. And so talking to them sometimes is like talking to a wall. And then I want... A wall that talks a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> but not what I need them to say, but then I want to talk to you or I want to have a conversation with you. And sometimes it's shallow and you, we all know if you've ever listened to this, Chris does not like surface level conversation, but like you're my friend and my husband and you're the person that I want to just talk about stuff to. And sometimes I can tell that you, I feel like you are not interested in what I have to say because maybe you're on your phone. And even if it's business related, you're on your phone, not looking at me. And that's kind of a trigger for me too, because I've have relationships in my life that um I, I just don't want to put the person out there, but who does not a person very close to me, he does not pay attention to me when I talk to him, not Chris. Um, and will literally like just look at his phone like huh and barely respond. And right. so that's like it's hurtful when he does that. And so when Chris does it, when you do it, it's like a instant like wait. Is it the same way? Does nobody care what I have to say? So yes. that's something that bo that's something that bothers me that you do like probably deeper than it should. Well, and that's totally fair. And something I want to kind of I want to kind of bring up is I ask myself how would I feel if I was in a situation? How would I feel if everything I said to you felt like it was it didn't matter? I have to sneeze. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, I sneeze like a girl, I guess people yeah, tell me. Yeah, you just got fronted on yeah, that. Yeah, sure did. Um, anyway, so 
yeah, I ask myself, you know what, how would I feel if I was Jana? And like I told you, I feel important when I'm heard. And if you don't feel important when you're heard, that's a problem. And then there, then it comes back to my own, like my own kind of looking at a conversation. Hmm. Is, is this worth it? Does this matter? Does this, does this grow? Yes. Us? And I know all, you all do that. that. And so I'm constantly filtering stuff through yeah. that lens. And sometimes you just have to like chill and let people, let people express themselves. And I'm just really, I'm just really not as good at that as I would like to be. It's a good self-awareness. Yeah. Well, but, but I know you're not it's intentionally important for you to bring it up because it bothers me that bothers you that you're bothering me. Yeah, it does. Because I know I have not gotten better at that. Well, maybe like in small spurts. In spurts. Yeah. It's like we go in yeah. waves. Yeah. Yeah. Of where you're doing good about like putting your phone down and like making eye contact and stuff being intentional. Yes. And then I guess something that's hard sometimes is maybe I'll have like a specific time of the day where I know I keep my phone like in the office or something to go hang out with the family, but it feels like that's not noticed. Uh, and then the only thing that's noticed is when I don't do it and you're like, wait, I've been working yeah. on that all the time, you know? So I think this is something good to unpack because I feel like this happens a lot. This it, we, we live in a social media dominated world. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to be the first one to say that I'm not just scrolling my phone all day with the kids, but it's very easy to just pick it up. If you, it's like that Pavlov's theory, the dog, you know what I mean? Like Pavlov's your long, phone yeah. notification goes off. And even if you're like, I'm not going to touch it, I'm not going to touch it. It's so easy to just, like, oh, just look real fast. Not even that. It's like, I don't even care that much about what's on there. Honestly, it's not like I'm waiting for an important email or anything, but like, yes. it's just a trigger to like, unlock your phone and look at it. And yes. Can, can I get nerdy really quick? Get nerdy real okay. fast. I'm going to get super nerdy really quick. So something I do from time to time, if I feel like I've not been productive or I feel like I've, I've just been glued to my phone. Cause I literally go to the settings and I check the, I check the usage of my phone. And on most of our phones, guys, if you have a pretty updated smartphone, you can see how much time you're spending on each application. And you would be amazed how much time we waste. I got and, mad when Chris yeah. showed me because I was like, there's no way. Like somebody must have been on my phone. Like there's no <laughs> way. There was no self-awareness in that moment because I'm no. just like, there's no way. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. It's crazy. We, and, and guys, I, I make a concerted effort to not be on applications during the day because I'm trying to get a lot of work done. And even I have days where I'm like, <laughs> even I, even I, even I have days where I'm like two to three hours on an application. Sometimes it's for business, but other times I'm just struggling. And so I would highly encourage you to look at your phone and figure out where your eyes are glued during the day. For sure. But that sucks to do because yeah, it, it my does. pride was like, wait, no way am I on there. Yeah, yeah she was my totally TikTok She's app like, was like, no way, no way. I was like, babe, the phone like is not flying. Like, <laughs> I did not, yeah. I did not have any self-awareness in that moment. Um, okay, so the next question goes deep. And Chris and I did not even know this was going to open this up for us. It got very vulnerable. And I think that it could probably open up a conversation for you. So the question is, do I do anything that hurts you? And obviously nobody wants to hear that they're hurting their spouse in any ways, right? I mean, I would think very few people out there are malicious and want to bring hurt upon their spouse. So be prepared when you have this part of the conversation that this is going to be painful in the moment, but it should 
grow you if you take steps and learn from it. And I feel like that's like everything, like working out is painful in the moment, but has benefits. You know what I mean? Everything takes hard work. And this is the hard work part of marriage is having uncomfortable, deep, vulnerable conversations. So for us, for, for every marriage, what do you hear that people will like have the most struggles with? Um, communication, fighting, sex, money. I don't know why I said fighting. Communication, finances. That's what I was thinking. Finances. Finances, yeah. um, intimacy. What else are some big ones? Uh, yeah, I feel like those are like the biggest. Yeah. We never fight like about money. We did in the beginning of our marriage. Which is so odd because <laughs> we're so opposite. We have less of it than we had when we did fight about it. And that's so true. that's kind of weird. That's true. Yeah, we don't fight about money. That's not our thing or that doesn't bother us. But this took us into a conversation about our sex life. And yeah, that's awkward. That's vulnerable to talk about and like put out there. Obviously, you know, we have a lot of kids. So it's not like we don't have one like because, you know, we keep getting pregnant. <laughs> right. But we've we've tried the uh, the fist bumps and everything. But it just got still keeps up. happening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so. Something for us we didn't realize was that we were hurting each other in this area because I think, and you can say what you think, but I think that part of it is expectations um, put on us by society. Again, I feel like I've literally said the word society so many times, but you know, movies and and shows and just... The Bachelor. The media. (laughs) Yeah, the freaking fantasy suite. So expectations that way and then layers of challenge you know your first few years of marriage you're still learning i mean i think you're always should be learning about each other but when you come into marriage your sex life is something that you have to navigate because men and women have very different thoughts on it and different needs and then add the layers of challenge we've brought to the table with trauma and with addictions and uh Children, like having three children under four right now, having Each four pregnancies. CB1, CB2, CB3. <laughs> you just let them figure out what that means. <laughs> yes. So there's lots of layers that add challenge onto something that's already not talked about enough for people to understand what actually, I don't know, what's actually, I don't want to say normal because what is normal, but. Yeah. Well, let me back up for a second. Yeah, so back it up. So we asked each other this question. But what it ultimately came down to was this is something we do together that hurts each other. Yeah. And so that's why it became such a deep question. So like Jonah said, you know, it could be finances, it could be relationships, it could be, you know, communication or something that is hurting you. Uh, but I think what's interesting to go back to our other episode is usually if you're asking a deep question like this, be ready to take responsibility for some piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And so I think we naturally were luckily both like, well, I'm at, I'm telling you this hurts me, but I know, you know, here's what I've contributed to the problem. And if you haven't contributed to the problem, it's usually a matter of I've contributed to the problem because I haven't come to you at, until now. Yeah. And so, and so when Jonna said, what do you do? Or what do I do, Chris, that hurts you? That's how we got into, into the sex side of things, not because of anything in specific she does, but because of what we collectively do um, that that has hurt our sex life. Yeah. And, you know, we pat ourselves on the back for having really open communication. Like anything goes, we talk about the deepest, most uncomfortable, most whatever issues in our lives. Like we have 
very open communication, but this is somewhere where we're still growing in. And this question really brought some healing and, and growth to our marriage in just a few minutes, like had no idea this conversation even needed to happen the way it did. I mean, obviously I think it must've been an elephant in the room because it was for both of us, kind of a similar scenario. And I think we'll go into this not trying to talk code, but I think that this could be a whole other episode in itself because I know we're not the only ones that came into marriage with baggage and expectations that are different (laughs) now than what we thought they would be. Yes. And I'm going to give kind of, I'm going to give a very common thing that happens with a deep conversation like this. Uh, Something Jonna said yesterday, and then she quickly caught herself was, she's like, well, the good thing is like, I know people who have it worse, you know? No, I just say that's a good thing. Well, but well, like, like I know, I know we're we're still better. Like than, based on like my mom's group's comments and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, I know we're still better than X Y Z. But the thing is, when you've decided kind of where you want to go as a couple, you don't settle. You don't settle for average. You don't you you don't settle for for you know just good enough. You continue to grow and you continue to get better together. And so I think I think that was the most interesting thing is our initial knee-jerk reaction is, well, like... At least we're still doing it. (laughs) At at least we're not X. Yeah. Which I think the reason we were able to do that, though, is because we know we don't want to be average. So that goes back to, again, I don't know what episode, but where we talked about knowing where you're going. It's important to know what you collectively want out of your life together and a vision for your recent episode it was like 30 i can't remember the numbers of the episode we should probably have those in front of us yeah (laughs) just go back and look i think it's 30 just listen to them all subscribe (laughs) but no but i think that's why i was able to catch myself because we know that we don't want to have an average relationship we know that if we're just like everybody else that we're not doing our best and so when i was like well in my mom's groups everybody talks about you know this is just how men and women are and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was like, wait, but I don't want to do that. Like I'm, we're striving to have an extraordinary marriage, not just make it without getting divorced. Yes. And there are a lot of, and I will say there are a lot of things that come into play these days that I think have probably been harder than the past. And so it is easy to settle and be like, yeah, but like, yeah, but this, yeah, but that, yeah, but he did this. Yeah, but she did this. Yeah, you know, he's struggling with this, she's struggling with this, or she doesn't care, all all these different things. And I know, I know that it's easy for us to for us to make those excuses. And I also know it's easy for us to beat ourselves up. You could be on one side of the yeah. of the puzzle or of the equation here. You could you could be on the side where you are defending it and saying, at least it's not this bad, or you could be on the other side of just beating yourself up and, you know, throwing that into the same pile of the, of the guilt and frustration you have for the other things you feel like you're not doing enough of, but it it shouldn't come to that. Which why, which I feel like is why it's good that we came like to come together and talk about together. If you're just discovering this on your own, yes, it's important to be self-aware of what you're doing right and wrong. So maybe you're listening and you're like, oh crap, like I can kind of pick up what they're laying down here with a sex life. And I'm, I haven't been there for my husband or, you know, whatever, this has to have a conversation because I think that's where it brings the healing and you don't have to beat yourself up. But if I was just by myself hearing this and, or going through those questions myself, well, I guess I couldn't go through them myself. Being self-aware though, I could probably guess on what you would have said for this stuff. 
you you generally know what you're doing right and wrong in life, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it would be easy for me to just add that to the pile of things that I feel like I'm already questioning am I enough on but since we talked about it and then you said some really amazing things that you know it's weird we've only been together not even I mean almost a decade together Mm -hmm. um so sometimes you just think you know everything about each other or you know what the other one's thinking or whatever especially like I said the same stories over and over again (laughs) no but I'm saying you said things yesterday that I didn't know you felt and they they made me they brought tears to my eyes, like happy tears, because it was something I really needed to hear that I didn't know I needed to hear and didn't even realize that you felt. So yeah, this conversation, like I said, it was painful at first to hear how we were hurting each other, but we really gained some clarity and healing and depth in our relationship in literally a 30 minute conversation in our garage while the kids napped. Like, yeah. Yeah. So probably, probably less. Yeah, probably even 20. Yeah. And the cool thing is once you open that up and it's no longer awkward for either of you, it's like we can build off of this. Definitely. Like now, now it's not so awkward because you both had the conversation. It's it's not the white elephant in the room that no one's talking about. Right. It is. It is literally. OK, we both talked about this. So now fair game. Yeah. And where do we go from here? And yeah, it's it's much more comfortable to bring up like, hey, remember we we're talking or or you just have that peace of mind. I have peace of mind now with certain things that make me feel more confident in our marriage and just as us in us as a couple. So, and then, I mean, of course the intention question again, I think is so helpful if you don't fall into it naturally, we fell into it naturally with this one, but you know, make sure you understand if your if your spouse is trying intentionally trying to hurt you. Cause I, I really do think that diffuses it in our mind, especially as women for me to know, okay, he is not trying to hurt me. It does hurt me. Now he's aware of it, but he wasn't trying to, cause that's a whole different. Right. No, thing. Def- definitely. Definitely. So, so let's do a quick review of these really quick. Okay. So what do I do that you appreciate is question one. Butter him up. Tell him all the good things. Even if you're having a hard time right now, there's still got to be something yeah. if you're listening to this. Well, maybe pre-plan it be, yeah. before be you Be prepared. <laughs> yes. Maybe even give them a little heads up on what the questions are so they're not... Exactly. Because I can literally see a husband sitting there... You could definitely jump there. to conclusions on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I could see a husband sitting there getting these questions and like, oh, no. what do I do that, appreciate, that you appreciate? And they're like sitting there and like, oh, okay, so you don't appreciate anything right. about right. me. <laughs> exactly. This, that could turn into a fight instead of a butter up. Well, people have a difficult time opening up. So, yeah. so you're not randomly just going to like open up the floodgates. Right. Uh, and so, yeah. And another thing I will say is, and you alluded to this earlier, but pick a good time where you're both feeling pretty good. For us, it's like before the kids are up, we have some caffeine in us and we're able to kind of focus on each other. It's before a long day. It's usually not the end of a long day. It's usually not in the middle of a crazy day. Without there, kids. Yeah. <laughs> the, there are a lot of ways to pick when this conversation is going to happen. But yeah, I would... Be prepared before you go into this. So what do and I do if, that you appreciate? Well, I was going to say, if you need, Chris was right, go back to episode number eight. It's an actual 10-minute episode. It gives you a tool, breaks it down of exactly when and how to have an uncomfortable conversation because this could get uncomfortable. Yeah, that is a super useful tool. Yes. It is. And it's only 10 minutes, so yeah, go back. So next. The next one is what do I do that bothers you? Yep. And again, just just be ready. Just be ready. 
because you can't argue with feelings, be ready to just take this because guess what? You get to give them something too. <laughs> Boom. And like I said, it's painful in the moment, but hopefully having this conversation will, I mean, I know it will, if you guys both open up, take you to the next level. And that goes the same for the next question, which is, do I do anything that hurts you? Again, try really hard to put your pride aside and just be ready to receive what they have to say. Because wouldn't you rather know that you're doing something that hurts your spouse rather than continuing to do it blindly? Like it, it's painful, but I would be sad if we went years without knowing that we were hurting each other in, in some way. Because obviously that makes the deep the cuts that much deeper. And so talk about it now. Give yourself the ability to just be open and vulnerable. If you can't be open and vulnerable with your spouse, then you know that's another thing. You, maybe you guys need to consider therapy or something because it, it's so important to be able to have conversations like these. So yes. Now I want to kind of I want to be intentional here about this, guys. So it's easy to listen to this and be like, yeah, these are really good questions. And then think, yeah, I think I think we'll probably have this conversation. Someday. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just like when someone gets a hold of you about something exciting, like, hey, when quarantine's lifted or when this is lifted, do you and you and so-and-so want to go here with us or do this or do that? And you text your spouse or you talk to them and you're like, hey, what are we doing on this date? What are we doing on this date? Do the same thing. Put it in your calendar. Make it a point. Say, and I wouldn't say, hey, we need to talk. <laughs> no, that's always like a gut punch. Like, oh, gosh. That's always a little rough. But yeah, so maybe in person, just be like, hey, I heard I heard like a few really cool questions that I feel like we should dive into. Or maybe wait till there's a moment where, you know, there's there's some dead space and you usually wouldn't have anything deeper to talk about. You could even like d send them this episode or be like, hey, listen to this episode, this podcast and tell me if it opens up. Like, was this something you want to do? Maybe most guys are like, yeah, cool, I will. And then they never get around True. to it. That's something but, that bothers yeah, us. So you figure out how your spouse ticks and how you need to approach it, but make a move. I'll, I'll actually go back on on what I just said by saying if, if it's a time with dead space, if it's a time with dead space today, okay, fine. But, but literally plan this. Plan to have this conversation because nothing will change magically. We all, we all expect that. You know, things are just magically going to change someday. Oh, our marriage will get better. Oh, things will get better. No, it won't just randomly get better. It's just too easy to go and with the day-to-day. -day. I don't know about you, but I feel like even in quarantine, the days are freaking flying and it's too easy to just be busy all the time with work and kids and stuff and not make the time to do this. You have to be intentional about it. And honestly, I I want to say like, I we're here for you. If you have questions or need direction or maybe you just need like a little pump up to be able to do this. We love deep conversations. We love deep conversations <laughs> and we absolutely would like to have a conversation with you if you need it. Maybe you have the conversation and then it didn't go like you wanted or whatever that looks like. If you need a little bit of accountability or advice or, you know, you want to talk through this with us. Yeah. We're here. Love it. I totally agree. So, so that's it today, guys. Yep. Thank you for listening. And if this episode brought you value, go ahead and share it with somebody who might need to hear it as well. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks, guys. Bye.